couple of weeks ago that <coughs> Nebuchadnezzar had this dream. And he, uh, he came and asked the magicians and the wise men of the time there to interpret the dream. But he put a twist. He said, you tell me the dream. Then you tell me the interpretation. And they stalled for time. And then they finally said, nobody can do that. And he said, well, I told you I was going to tear you limb from limb and tear your house up if you couldn't help me. He said, get ready. Daniel wasn't in this meeting. We don't know why he wasn't in this meeting, but he wasn't. And he heard about it when the, the executioner came to get him. Uh, he and his three uh, brothers. And uh, he says, let me know. And he had a prayer meeting. He and the Lord got together and he says, you know, let me know what it is. Uh, so, uh, if it be so, verse 17, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the... Excuse me, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. Uh, he said, uh, let the mighty request compassion from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. So they prayed, and then the Lord gave it to him. And then in verses 20 through 23, we find out his praise of thanksgiving to the Lord. And there's a couple of things here. Uh, verse 1 says, Let the name of God be blessed forever and ever, for wisdom and power belongs to him. It's he, God himself, who changes the times and the seasons. It's he who removes kings and establishes kings. It's he that gives wisdom to wise men. It's he who reveals the profound and hidden things. Uh, and we've talked about this before that as scripture is, it is his story as some people have said. History is the Lord's story. And he has been involved in human history from, from the beginning of time because it is his time. We've talked about, we've talked about this uh, before. And uh, we have the Exodus. Let me see if I can get my light going. We have the Exodus right here, that he, that, which is a high watermark for the Jews. But some 400 years before that, before that, God came to one man. He said, Abram, if you will do what I ask you to do and go to a land that I'll show you, I'll make of you seven things. And one of them was a great nation. And he did. And then we had the Exodus that we've talked about where the Ten Commandments was given and he says, I'm a jealous God. Don't have anything before me. And he says... Uh, and if you will obey me, I'll bless you. I'll bless you. Well, he gave them some specific orders as the time went by. And, and they're true principles today. You know, he said, don't marry those local girls. We've talked about that. He says, you marry within your race, within your faith. That's good preaching today. The New Testament says don't be un, unequally yoked together. It matters who you marry. And you parents and grandparents, as much as you can, jump up and down if you can to get 
your grandsons and your granddaughters hook up with the right person because it matters. And God said this a long time ago. Scripture has not changed. The principles of Scripture are good. It's, it's what it is. <clears throat> so, as, as Daniel was thanking the Lord for his, his uh, provision, he says, this is what you dreamed, and here is the interpretation of your dream. Now, if you got your chart, Dr. Larkin did a magnificent job in, in putting this together. And Art's got it up on the screen here. Um, it's, it started... Um, whoop! How'd that happen? Do it again. Well, we're on the same circuit, it looks like. Lamp on. It'll, it'll yeah, I guess it needs a little light. It needs a little bit more. Well, maybe this gadget might not work too well, but we'll see. Okay. All right. He, he started off and he says, uh, there's a head of gold. And he says, that's you. And then we have it up here. We have the Babylonian Empire. We'll, we'll say something about this in, in a minute. Then we have a breast of silver and there's two arms we'll talk about the two arms in just a minute the Medes and the Persians for their empire and then we have girded with brass and we have the Greek empire and then we have Rome down here it goes all the way down to the bottom and we have two legs and we'll say something more about Rome but here some uh, 600 years before Jesus came, uh, Daniel is being told by the Lord what's going to happen. This is future stuff. This is stuff that we read in our history books today. And uh, let's look at this a little bit closer and we'll, 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 we'll see this. Remember, God is in control of everything. All right. Verse 31, O king, you looked, and behold, there was a single great statue, a statue which is large and extraordinary splendor, standing in front of you, and its appearance was awesome. And the head of the statue was made of fine gold, its breast and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You continue looking into a stone that was cut without hands and struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and crushed them. When the iron and the clay and the bronze and the silver and the gold were crushed at the same time, became as chaff from the summer threshing floor, and the wind carried them away, so as not a trace of them was found, but the stone that struck the statue become a great mountain and fill the whole earth. And you see the little stone to your left side of the page that was there. And we'll talk about that over time. He says, that was your dream. That's what you saw. Now this is the interpretation of the, of the dream. Uh, the Roman, excuse me, the Babylonians had a great, great, empire in the middle of the desert 
what we know today is the desert. And what we know today is Iraq and Iran. Uh, it, was, it was flourishing. It was beautiful. It, it, was, it was magnificent. God had used Nebuchadnezzar for his own purpose. What was his own purpose? To bring Israel to its knees and take them into captivity. And they did that by going into Jerusalem, wreck, wrecking the, the, the temple, taking all of the um, sacred vessels and, and what the Lord had in the temple back to Babylon. And he took uh, these people uh, and Daniel and Meshach and Abednego and what's the other one's name? Uh, Shadrach, thank you. He, uh, they took them back and they were in the, the service of the king here. But God used Nebuchadnezzar for that one reason and it was a great, great dynasty. But it didn't last but 87 years. 87 years is all it lasted. You can't even find Babylon today. Like I said, it's a bunch of sand pile out there in, in the Middle East. And what did he say in verse 35? And they became as chaff from the summer threshing floor, and the wind carried away, and not a trace of them was found. God said that 600 years before Jesus came. He said, furthermore, he said, furthermore, after you there's another king coming. <clears throat> there will rise another kingdom inferior to you. Now this inferior king was the Medes and Persians, and we talked about them when we were back in Isaiah, you know. And Isaiah <clears throat> predicted... Jeremiah predicted God would leave them in captivity 70 years. I said Nebuchadnezzar was in power for 87 years. 70 years, God said the children could be there. Cyrus, one of the kings that we talked about in Isaiah, for what reason, God's reason, went to the Jews and says, if you want to go back to Jerusalem, go back. And we know that there were about three trips. Ezra and Nehemiah went back, rebuilt the temple, and rebuilt the wall. And part of the people went back at that particular time. But they were never a kingdom again. They were never, they were never a kingdom of Israel. That didn't happen until 1948 by UN resolution. And it's the same land that God said, it's yours and I give it to you forever. Now, there, there's been many talks as long as I've lived. And there'll be many talks till Jesus comes. But the only peace that will ever come is when Jesus comes back. So they can talk all they want to, but it just ain't gonna happen. Because God said, this is your land and you are my people. That's how up to date Daniel is and the scripture is as we're looking. So the Medes and Persians, this, this second group up here, 
the Medes and Persians. And Dr. Larkin says that two arms, one of them was the Medes, one of them were the Persians, and silver. Can you imagine the gold at the top and the silver and the brass and the iron, all this? Uh, it was, and my battery just went out. But anyway, that's part of the course, isn't it? <laughs> but we, uh, we, we noticed right quick, you know, oh, by the way, which is heavier, a pound of feathers or a pound of lead? <laughs> okay. That's the yellow one. The yellow one would do that? Okay. Oh, look at that. I found a new gadget. Okay. <clears throat> well, can you tell what's going on here? It's very top-heavy. Very top heavy. What did what did David find out with one one smooth stone? When you hit it in the right place, it's gonna fall. What scriptures say? It hit the feet. Hit the feet. And what is the feet made of? Clay and iron. They didn't mix, and they crumbled, and the statue fell. But but we have only had four dynasties in, in, in human history. And according to Dwight <coughs> Pentecost, who, who was at, at uh, <coughs> Dallas Theological for many, many, many years, he said there will only ever be four dynasties. The Babylonians, the Medes and Persians, the Greeks, and the Romans. And they all are no more. We read about Alexander the Great. We read about all the things that happened in Rome, but they are no more. Daniel, the Lord told him, he says, they're be gone like chaff, chaff, chaff on the summer threshing floor. You, you can't find them. We don't talk about the Roman Empire anymore. We don't talk about the, the, the Greek uh, Empire anymore. They're gone. But God said they're coming. And this is, this is before Jesus died. Now who was, in, who was in, in power when Jesus was living? The Romans. And they were mighty. And they were, they were terrible. Uh, they were a lot of things. Why didn't, they, why didn't they hang around? What happened? What happened? Well, history tells us several things that, that part of the reason they, they, had, a, they had a pretty good uh, mechanized army there, but they couldn't get together for a people. But there was another reason. Rome's morals went to pot. And they just couldn't stand from themselves. There's never been a civilization that's lasted more than 300 years. You know where I'm going. You know. You know where I'm going. If this Bible is true and we can take lessons from Scripture, 
And we can take lessons from history. We don't have much longer. We don't have much longer. We're not an empire. We have a lot of influence as the United States. But we're not, we're, we're not controlling the known world. And that's what these people did. They controlled the known world at the time. Greeks, all the Middle East, down to India, and over in the, in the, in the Far East, they controlled it. They controlled it. Alexander the Greek, they controlled it. Roman, Romans beat them. They took over, and they lasted just a little while. Okay, let me get back to some of the things that Dr. <coughs> Pentecost was talking about. <clears throat> he says the empire, this is the Roman Empire, the empire was cast, uh, characterized by its strength as iron is stronger than bronze, silver, and gold. The Roman Empire was stronger than any of the previous empires. The empire began as, as iron and re regressed to a state of clay mixed with iron. And the mixture speaks of the progressive weaknesses and deterioration. Now, Art, can you move that chart up a little bit? Let's look at the legs. That, well, they're there. Uh, he's got Dr. Larkin. Now, remember, this was done in 1916. Okay? This was done in 1916. He says, iron, these two legs of iron, he has an eastern division, which is the Greek church, and the western division, which is the Roman Catholic Church or the Papal Church. And you look up on Google, you Google when the Roman Empire ended and you can find all kind of things. And the problem is that the Eastern Empire lasted a whole lot longer than the Western Empire. But Dr. Larkin has got a date up here. He says 364 A.D. He says the division, the division of the Roman Empire here with the Eastern Church and the Western Church. And you've got uh, iron and, and clay here in, in the feet and toes. <clears throat> when Daniel gave Nebuchadnezzar the, 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 the prophecy here, he, he said in verse, Rome, in verse 40, there was such will be a fourth kingdom as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron crushes and shatters all things. So like iron that breaks in pieces, it will crush and break all those in pieces. And that you saw the feet and toes partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, it will be divided kingdom, but it will have it as it is the toughness of iron, inasmuch as you saw the iron mixed with common clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly of, of iron and partly of pottery, so will some of the kingdom be strong, and part of it will be brittle. The, the Eastern Orthodox Church, the Greek Orthodox, the Dox Church is now not very much. 
the Roman Catholic Church we hear more about. And the Roman Catholic Church really, their, their biggest hold, uh, holdings, if that's a good word, is in South America, South America and Latin America. Uh, and, and some of the, uh, uh, the Slavic states. But, but uh, these were prophesied by, by, by Daniel here uh, 600 years before Jesus came into the world. <clears throat> okay, he continues to talk, this is Dr. Uh, Dr. Pentecost. He said, though, though Rome succeeded in conquering the territories that came under its influence, it never could unite the people to form a united empire and that the sense of the people and the mixture were not united. Strong organization, but weak morally. The government was intruded by the masses, and the empire was a mixture of numerous race and culture. We have on the Statue of Liberty those famous words. Give me your tired, your poor, people yearning to be free. And there was a time that they came over and they may settle in the same place and maybe there they continued to speak their native language but they also learned English and they were hard workers. We don't have that anymore. Dr. Pentecost says that what one of the things that broke brought Rome down was the empire was a mixture of numerous races and cultures. We have that today, don't we? And we have it in, and it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things. It's one of those things. We want freedom, but everybody doesn't want the same freedom that we have. God, in his wisdom, through Daniel to Nebuchadnezzar, says, I want to tell you about the future. And this one little book here, he tells a lot of prophecy about what will happen in the future. And this is just a little taste of the beginning here that we have. We'll pick up here next week and, and we'll talk about uh, this some more. Uh, look at your chart, uh, read your scripture, and uh, we'll, we'll go from that. But the thing that I want to, to emphasize is that this is what God said a long time ago. And it became true. And if it's true, then it's true today. Why don't we take the scripture to be true? Why don't we understand that its precepts and its, what it's trying to teach us are true? It's the only thing we can stand on today is the truth of God's word. The truth of God's word. God forgive us for not 
loving it more and believing it more and and reading it more and just trusting it more. Because God of the Old Testament is God of the New Testament and it's God of this present day. What did Isaiah say? I am God and there is no other. There is no other. We'll, this is just a little introduction. We'll back up next week. Um, it may be Art, maybe may be me. We'll see. But um, we'll pick up on this same uh, vision that, that Nebuchadnezzar had and what Daniel uh, began to unfold of what's happening. And we haven't touched the hem of the garment, so, uh, uh, so to speak. But there's a, a lot here. Uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, I didn't ask for prayer requests, but did I? Okay. We're good.